All right, story disclaimer. Please, from the love of God, if you partake in any type of medicinal remedies, whether it be CBD, THC-based, whatever, if you, <laughs> if you partake in these activities, I ask and I please, please, please beg that you be responsible with what you do with those medicines. This is Jay Glover. Welcome to another Midnight Podcast. For a while I know, I know, I know 
can't deny Cause I really think that I'm your Your Man Love ain't easy. We know this. Love is supposed to be painful. Love is supposed to be hard. Love is supposed to be a matter of choices and not options. Or at least that's how love is made. Um, Love for one another love for oneself, love of country. Love does take on many forms, shapes, and sizes. And uh, I'm in the place in my life right now. And if you are wondering why I sound the way I do, man, I've been screaming at the top of my lungs for the past two days. And I'm not proud of why I'm in this position. Uh, <laughs> but it all goes back to love. You see, love makes you do crazy shit sometimes. Love makes you understand things you didn't want to understand. Feel things you probably didn't want to feel. Do things you most likely regret doing. But love is a give and take thing. No matter how much shit love gives you, if you take it and stride and you try to do something good with that love, it'll come back to you. They'll do something for you. There's people out there. There's a lot of people out there, as a matter of fact, that, um, you know, just these words alone, you understand. I don't need to have an hour podcast about this. But I wanted to share something I, I'm not too proud of right now. And I wanted to give you a little bit of inside scoop of what love can do. Um, and you know, what better example than yours truly to give an example of what love could lead to and what love can do for somebody who ain't afraid of it right now. I am looking at all my hands and my arms and it looks like I just got in a fight with a pack of wild hyenas. Why? It was not because I fought a pack of wild hyenas. Why? It wasn't because I... And once again, uh, I'm sorry about that thing right there. That was... (laughs) That's my timer. So you guys know I'm always on time with these uh, podcasts. I always have a certain time of night that I record these and right now it's 11:07 at night. And uh 
you know. I like I said before, you know, the uh, alarm went off. I got to be better about putting shit on silent so it doesn't pick up on the uh on the podcast. Uh but then again, I think that's what gives it the panache. The podcast the panache is so unpolished and it's intentionally meant that way. But um I think the big thing I've learned these past two days, like I said, I my arms and my hands, I, if I took pictures of it, you'd think it looked gnarly. Like, especially my right hand, I'm looking at it right now. It's all fat. All the knuckles, the skin of my knuckles are missing. You know, uh, my left hand has got like a big, it looked like, seriously, it looked like I got in a fight with, with the devil. And the reason why I'm in this position is because (laughs) oh my god oh man now that I'm sitting here and like talking to y'all about this it was scary 10 minutes ago before I wanted to record this because I, I wanted to put everything in a row and I wanted to make sure this hit you guys right I'm about to give y'all a cold lesson and you guys can take, and it's about love and it's about me. And it just happened this week. It had nothing to do with women with me personally, but it is about women and it is about love. Um, but I want to really, truly, genuinely, regardless of what you love, I want to show you how dangerous love can be so that when you're in love with something, or to remind myself, if I'm in love with something, it ain't that serious. It ain't that serious. Love itself is serious, but don't make it that serious because that's when you're going to start doing dumb, stupid shit like me just last night or the other night ago. I'll explain. I remember remember in the other the previous episode or two, I've gotten this new job. I haven't really said where I work at. I don't want to give away... But I have two jobs outside of this podcast, and one of them is a gas station, just something I help out, make extra money on the side for this podcast, you know, and uh, whatever I can do. And, you know, I got another job that pays the bills and stuff, but this this job is my main job, and the main reason why I say this job as in the gas station job is because it's the most convenient and easy job to supplement my future goals. So I'm, you know, instead of just going all in on the standard after active laboratories thing, which I love dearly, this is my first love right now in my life, along with, you know, upcoming, upcoming content creation and things like that and new shows and whatnot, just around the corner. I wanted to also express how things you love can get in the way of things you need to do. And once again, this is just a couple of days ago, but um, I, I was I was just trailing off. But essentially, at this gas station job, and I work part time, uh, which I also love. It's a great job. They understand what I told them straight up. I was like, yeah, I'm using this job 
as a conduit to get, you know, the funnel money into the podcast and advertising and promotion because it all costs money. And, you know, the donations dried up over the, <laughs> over the holidays. So, I mean, you know, your man had to go out there and grind and do some stuff while dropping the podcast, while advertising, while scouting for uh, new uh, locations for upcoming visual content and all that. Like, your man is busy. I'm busy all the time. That's why, you know, you know the game. Like, I'm always out here. I'm always doing something. I'm always trying to live life to give y'all some real shit to kick back to when I get a chance to talk to y'all. And these are one of those things. Um, but at this ca- at this gas station that I work at, uh, the other night there was a lady that was, uh, you know, nice, nice older white lady. She pulls me off to the side. And I was I was just tired. I had been working at my other job. I just came into this job. And then, you know, I was going to write out some stuff for the podcast uh, upcoming for this one for Valentine's Day. All this. I had all this planned. This lady comes up and she's like, hey, I don't I'm not a snitch. Oh, nice old white lady. Once again. <laughs> yeah. Like I would say. I would say she was, she's in her early 40s. Like, I'm 33, 34, so she should be, like, no more than 10 years older than me. From, from like, 10, 15 years older. Like, tops. Tops, 45. Top, top, she was 45. She could have been no older than 40. I even give her 43. Maybe 42. She was older than me, but she was a younger. Like, I, I, you get the chance. Like, 39 to 42. Anyways. <clears throat> She tells me that she finds the shake, which is like just grass weed, essentially like bottom weed uh, in the bathroom. And it was in a white plat. It was like in a white paper, like a white little bag. Right. It was just in uh, it was in the women's restroom. So I was like, oh, OK, let me let me go check, you know, just to make sure, because, you know, it's a public place. You know, uh, if this is here, shit's about to get locked down. I don't want anybody to get in trouble. So I'll just, you know, it's just shake. It's just weed shake. Whatever. What can come of it, right? But I didn't know whose it was. But when I opened it to look in it, it smelled so fucking good. Oh, it smelled so good it made me fall in love again. There's that word, love again. And I was just like, oh, wow, you know, well... You know, I've been good. You know, I had a pretty decent year in 2020, you know, with this podcast and standing after the laboratories and getting my shit together. So, okay, you know, why not celebrate the new year? You know, you got new beginnings, new this is a new that. And I started smoking again this past January. Right. But I think God has something else in his plans because um, he made me realize that uh, uh <laughs> My love was going to, my love for something that, my love for something was going to get me in trouble. And at this, and at this time, I, because, you know, I don't have to give my love to anybody else or anyone outside of my family. I was like, well, since I can't share this love with somebody outside this family, I'll just share this love with my main hoe, Mary Jane. 
Like, I'm good with that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Me and her always get along. We always have a good time. I love her to death. Yeah, she, yeah, she's done some, she's caused me to do some stupid shit in my life. But at the end of the day, no one got hurt. And I paid the price for it. And I was able to move on. So, I see this bag. I, uh. I'm smelling it. it. smells so different. It smells strong. It smelled like spice. It smelled like spice. That's the best way I could put it. And if you guys have it, and for those who don't know what spice is, spice is a synthetic weed that's outlawed um, <laughs> and uh, illegal. And you're about to find out why, because I'm really starting to believe what I smoked was either salvia or I, or, 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 uh, or uh, what did I just say? Salvia or spice? And I smoked both when I was younger, when I was way younger, like 22, 23 years old, right? So, but that comes back to my love of weed and weed products. Like, I love it too much that I'm willing to let it destroy my life at sometimes. And it has. You know, and, and I don't mean like it's destroying my life or like I'm sucking dick in the back of a of a trash can or anything. It just I was so lost in my life for so long that I needed something to be there for me as a crutch to hold on. You know what I mean? And marijuana was that, you know. If I ever go to Colorado or Washington, I might be fucked, but. At the same time, it, it, <laughs> it might be a good situation for me to test my will and resolve to not do it because I, I'm done. I'm done with weed. I am done with weed. I'm putting this on record. My love of weed is no longer there. I love you, weed. I love you, Mary Jane. You've been great to me for these past 10 years, but you're starting to be a bigger bitch to me nowadays, and I think you're just done with me. So, Mary Jane... Uh, we, we, it, it's over. It's over. Now I'm putting this on record. Uh, I, I, I had fun with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to miss you. Uh, when I see you again, I will be a changed man. And I will make sure that I will be more responsible around you and with you and even more so be wiser around you and with you. So Mary Jane, you've been a down green bitch for me from, you know, from 22 to 32, 33, 11 years, 11 years, but 11 years is a little too long for me now. And I got to move on because the way you did me wrong two nights ago. And you knew how I was feeling about shit in my life. I'm talking to weed, everybody. <laughs> I mean, everybody don't know, but I'm talking to weed. Like, this is how bad. I'm about to get back to the story, but I need to get on weed's ass for a second. Mary Jane, you did me wrong these last two days. And... I I am thankful that you gave me a story to give to everybody about Valentine's Day 
<laughs> even though it's about you in a sense, but at least I can sit here and say honestly and put it on record, you know, it got me in jail back in volume 10, you know, it helped me start this podcast in the first couple of volumes, but now I hurt what I think I felt I hurt family this time because I loved weed too much. Let me explain this part. So I left, I started ranting off off after uh, the lady gave me, uh, told me about the weed in the bathroom, like little shake at the bottom, but it, it was enough to do like, it was enough for a joint. I would put it like that. If, if I were to just smoke that whatever the hell I demon shit I smoked last uh these last two nights whatever demon came into my life and put that shit right there fuck you fuck you demon fuck you that was not weed that was spice or moon rocks or 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 or, or synthetic weed whatever it was it was not it was not my old girl and I got played and you know why it was nobody else's fault it was the fact that I saw what I saw in there and I loved this and I loved weed so much that I was willing to smoke some shit. That was like me loving beer so much and seeing a beer at the bar. And I and and don't be and don't be an asshole. Don't sit there and be like, you do that. I know some of y'all dirty motherfuckers did that shit too. I'm just fucking uh uh honest about how I feel about things. But I used to go up to bars and, you know, if I ran out of money and still wanted to drink, I'd spot a drink and I'd take a swig. But I would watch the drink. I wasn't stupid. I was like, I don't want to get roofied. But what I did with weed essentially is the equivalent to Bill Cosby dropping a quaalude in my shit or some bullshit. And, like, not me knowing. And uh, I just wanted to drink, but I ran out of money. So... I decided to take a drink off the bar because it was just sitting there. You know what I mean? And I end up on the floor, you know, roofied out or, you know, floored out because I drunk something with a quaalude in it. You know what I mean? Like, that was what this weed was. Like, I should have just threw it away when I had a chance. I asked, you know, my coworker there who got weed that night, but he told me today earlier that he didn't know that was, he was like, yeah, I found my bag. I I don't know whose bag you found. I thought it was my bag last night, but it's not. So I was just like, holy fuck, I'm smoking someone. So some random person is smoking this shit like that I smoke. I know I'm building it up. <laughs> I'm building it up. It's all about love. Trust me. This is all about love. I, this is still a love story right now that you're listening to. It's just a little off, but it's real. It's real. It's still love. Um, but uh, I take that shit home, you know, after work. And I'm like, I got a little weed. So I mix it in with the weed that I already have. And... You know, I'm smoking it. You know, it was a long day at work. The work 11 hours. I was like, you know what? I deserve it. I, I drunk a beer. I forgot. I had a beer, too. I had a big-ass shiner. And, uh, you know, I had. I was drinking that on the way back home and, you know, just walking back home. It was nice outside. And, um, you know, just get home. I puff on that shit for a little bit. I'm listening 
to a song that you heard in the previous episode, just on my own. Uh, a few words, uh, a few dying or a few last words for the firing squad by uh, Run the Jewels. Uh, LP and Killer Mike, shout out to y'all. Shout out to Atlanta. Uh, shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to uh, New York, man. Uh, but I was listening to that song on my playlist, the same song that ends the last episode. And, uh, I felt it coming on. I don't know. And I've done DMT. I've done shrooms. I've done acid. I've, I've, I'm not proud to say this. I snorted a line of Coke. Uh, (laughs) I've lean, I've done lean. I've done, I've done, uh, uh, moon rocks. I've done spice. Like I told you, I've done, all sorts of drugs. I have never, and I shit you not when I tell you this, I have never felt the way I felt this way. I have never acted the way I felt like I was acting, and I never experienced the visions that I experienced. And let me tell you something. I had to quit. I had, I did it the first day because it was so intense. I was like, okay, this ain't weed. I got to stop. I was laughing. I was hysterical. I was like, oh my God, like this is different. Like this ain't weed, but it's weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> or at least that's what I thought it was. And so, uh, I get back off of work. This is the first night, right? This is a two, this is a two night period. The first night I'm sitting there smoking weed at a late at night. You know, I'm listening to that song and I started thinking about all these things, you know, my parents, like my past, you know, the darkness, the bleakness, the blackness of those thoughts. Like I'm not in touch with my own family as much as I should be and need to be with, but I have family around, but I, I'm, I'm spending too much and I have a big family, but I'm spending too much time with one side compared to another side. And, you know, it's not fair. And I, I, I end these visions I don't want to tell you what these visions are, but I'll get I'll tell it because they kind of go along with my goals in life. And I've learned not to tell people about my goals, like specific goals. You know, I'll tell them what I'm doing to, you know, advance further. Like, you know, hey, I'm going to do this next or I'm going to do that. But like my end goals, like my major plays. Nah, I don't tell anybody that stuff. But I will say that. As shitty as the trip was, it gave me clarity of the vision that I needed to go forward with Standard Active Laboratories. I saw some good things in that horrible trip. I did. And so it was weird because the first night I dreamed I I had and the and the weird thing is I had the same dreams in both nights. I had the same experiences both nights. But the first night compared to the second night, the second night was way more intense, way more graphic and way worse than the first night. The first night I was thinking about love. I was thinking about this podcast and that's why I was listening to that, uh, to that song, uh, by run the jewels from the last episode, you know, on my, you know, just on my playlist. And, uh, 
just the way that that song builds, it's it made me start hypervillainating about things, about life. Like, and that's when I started thinking about life, and that's when it started getting bad, because I realized of all the things that I was trying to say to you guys all 2020, everything that I was putting out there for y'all, all 2020. I realized it was out of the love of my own country and the well-being of my friends and those in my future and in my present and in my past. Just out of love. I wanted to make sure you were okay. And for some odd reason, it didn't feel like that. And I, I got irate. I was thinking too deeply about that outside of you know my family situations. And my selfishness of self-love, yes, it's important to be a person who loves themselves, but then you could be like Kanye, you know what I mean? And I was getting to that Kanye level of love of myself because I spent so much time alone and I've created so much alone that now I'm at the age to where I'm like, okay, I need to settle down in anything, but I've became so involved with money, my love of being successful, my love of being uh, unpredictable, my love for this podcast, for this thing to work for not only me, but all those involved with me, my love of the future of what I see in the future. All of that, all of that, all of that love was always, always there from the first moment I put my voice on record. That love for you, that love for whoever them is, who are, my family, me, that love was always there. And in essence of this love, I was thinking about all the women in my family who have been cheated on, who have been lied to, who have been left behind to raise children on their own. I've seen it all. And one of the things that hurt me was I just found out that my folks down here, I, I was staying over the night and, you know, my, my stepmother, you know, Lolita, very first episode, I told y'all about her. You know, she out here, you know, 20-year vet, you know, 16 years in the post office, doing her 17th year right now. This woman is a cold bitch. She's a hard worker. I get my business acumen from her and my father because they're both business people. My dad is the one to sit there and tell me, why are you moving out of Texas or why, do you th why are you trying to leave Texas? If I were your age, I would stay there and make my money. Like, <laughs> and so, uh, I was thinking about all these things and, uh, you know, my dad being someone who had his heart broken as a man, he went through three relationships and I saw women fall out of love with him and two of them. And, and one of them, I, I, and one of them. I saw the mother fall out of love with me and my sister, who was not her child, but is our half-brother's child, who we all love. This is a complicated situation. But, you know, 
my dad seen women hurt men. Maybe, you know, my dad was a hardworking dude. My dad was that dude who was like, I got to work, work, work because I don't want to, I don't want to be in that position when I'm 56. I want to call shots. Like he does multi-million dollar deals for government contracts. Like this man, he may not be the man, but he works for the man and with the man. I should say that he works with the man, not for the man. Uh, so, I mean, my dad's in some serious stuff. I, I come from good pedigree, but I felt like my love of myself outgained my love for other people. And I learned that to, uh, these past two days and that that's fucked up of me. And I'm sorry to you because I think for a while I started feeling myself throughout the podcast. I started sitting here saying, oh, well, I've seen some shit go up. Y'all, y'all know the, y'all heard the stories. Y'all heard the stories. Yeah, we get it, Jay. We heard the stories, nigga. We know you, you a survivor. You, you grinding, you doing this and that. Yeah, we get it. Yada, 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 yada. I get it. I get, I get that's probably how some of y'all feel. But this is all I know. And smoking that bad weed made me realize this shit. You know, my grandma's a cold woman. I I mean, you know, a day ago, I started calling all these brokenhearted women. I, I called, you know, you know, my dad's current wife, you know, the one he I know he loves and she loves him back. They're a perfect couple. You know, uh, my grandma, my sister, my my mother, who, you know, my other stepmother, who I consider my mom. Both of them, both, you know, my the, my dad's a Mac. Y'all keep forgetting that. My my dad's third wife. And then my stepmom, who's never married my dad. She's technically just, a well, she's not a neighbor to me, but she would rate like take care of me and watch me while my dad would you know do drill instructions over at Lackland Air Force Base during boot camp or you know working late at night or whatever you know probably out messing around too I don't know my dad was a mat but at least Lolita was there to make sure that I was being taken care of and being raised right because she comes from the same background. And they were, and you know, they're very good friends. Like, my family knows that if something came up, Lolita would say something. Infrared. Like, that's the reason why I, and once again, that's all love. That all comes from love. I have love in my family. I have this love. But I guess... What made me break and snap and started yelling the other night because of this weed. And like I'm telling you, I saw some things I can't unsee now. And they're bad things. And uh, I've seen something. And these are things that I fought with me. Apparently, when I was in my room, I woke up in a rage and in a fit of rage. And I know why. It was because of the dreams I was having. And I was mad that they were happening. Like, but like the good parts of the dreams would last for like what forever. And I would sit there and loving it. And then the come down of the high 
was so bad. It was so depressing. It was so melancholic. It was so, it was draining. It was draining. And, you know, I was thinking I was crazy. And last night I had a huge episode. And the reason why I tried it one more time was because I was like, man, it can't be the weed. Like, I ain't never smoked weed like this. Like, this is some crazy shit. Because the first time I smoked it, the first night, I was out for 20 minutes. This is real true story, y'all. This is a true story. So, and I trailed off. I should have finished it. This is this is after the whole, you know, listening to, you know, uh, the song and everything. And, you know, feeling the way I did and going inside my psyche. I laid down on the ground outside, right? And... I, uh, I'm waking up, I'm laughing, I'm on my knees, I'm thinking, God, I'm like, dude, I can't, I will never reach the peak of my high that I've reached tonight, like, it will never go beyond this, right, and so I get inspired, I get impassioned, I, I'm, I'm in so enthralled with this concept of brokenhearted women having to find love, and then look at myself and say, I kind of feel like I'm in the same position. Like, I've been broken hearted. I'm trying to find love. I'm a dude, but I'm not out here. Oh, why don't anybody like me? It's like, someone will like me. I wish it was somebody soon, but I can't, I can't, I can't make a move as quick as I want because I'm focused on other things so that when I'm able and ready to provide for someone, it's someone who's deserving, someone who's willing, and someone who's honest, who's going to keep it real with me and tell me some gangster shit to my face. Okay? That's the kind of woman I want. And if that's too hard, then, okay, you're not for me and I'm not for you. No hard feelings. Let's be friends. Women and men can be friends. It's fucking hard as shit. It goes against all order of society and and the uh, all order of, uh, you know, uh, tranquility within the animal kingdom, but it's, it's doable. I have, I have a lot of girlfriends. I do. I got a lot of them. You know, I got a lot, I got a lot of guys that are friends, you know, uh, very few of them are best friends on both sides. Very few are best friends or soulmates of mine, like very few of them, but I, it's, it's possible to, <laughs> Make friends with the opposite sex if you're not a pervert or asshole or both. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. But that's what I was going through. And it got to the point where I was starting to think about the news and like the riots and, you know, the podcast ending and my future and, you know, what do I do next? How do I top this podcast? How do I go? I have a foundation of a house. I need to build a house. Now, how do I do that? You know, my love for what I'm doing, trying to bring y'all content, excuse me, content, realness, shit like that. I was just thinking about the whole concept of love. What is love? What does love mean? What does love mean to me? And I remember going out to the uh, backyard where we're at. It's 1.15 in the morning. 
And I wish I would have recorded it. But I remember. And I'll try to. I'll try to be as close as I can to what I said that night. I was, mind you, I was still stoned off of whatever the fuck I just smoked. It was some demon seed shit. I will never touch weed again because I apparently, once again, if I don't care where I find weed, I'm just like, oh shit, it's weed. I'm going to smoke it. Maybe I should stop smoking. That's what I told my folks earlier today when I apologized. I was like, dude, I I think I need to stop smoking. I was like, I actually I am done smoking. Like, that's a problem when I when I'm willing to smoke weed that I found in a gas station bathroom. <laughs> and my arms are all bloody, you know, my back hurts, my feet hurt, I feel bruised. You know, my family is scared right now. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that it's funny in this situation. I'm saying it's funny that I loved weed that much that I was willing to get to this point about with weed. And that's and that's loving something too much. Just like a spouse, you can love a spouse too much to where it kills them. That spouse, you found out they cheated on you, you kill them. It could, it could turn, that was me and weed. Like, I smoked something that almost killed me. I, I, I swear, two, that's where the bad dreams were, was that I was going to die because I wasn't there for my family. I kept thinking about it, and I kept thinking, this is the reason why I wasn't there. And I kept thinking about the reasons why I wasn't there. And at the first night, I, I remember, this is all pitch black. It was so scary i kid you not and it felt like i couldn't get out of this pitch blackness i had to force my way out of it like it was a trip like no other like i was inside my body as me but i was outside my body as somebody else and from what you know my parents told me i was a freaking demon they were like dude you were cussing you were saying that you weren't you you were saying that you know X, Y, and Z. I don't remember any of this. This is the second night. But the first night, once again, it was more passionate because I was more clear focused. It was something I wasn't chasing. It was just something that was happening. So it was it was perfect. It was stupid, <laughs> but it was perfect. But at 1.15 in the morning, I stand up and I and I'm about to tell you guys what I told the whole world. And just keep in mind, it's as quiet as the background in this recording. It's 1.15 at night. It's cold. It's like 55, 60 degrees. So it's brisk enough. And I stand up proud and tall. And I just scream into the black of the night and wake up my neighbors. And I and I do a call of arms. I remember I'm high, but I remember, I, like I said, I, I was, I was aware of what I was doing, but I couldn't control it. Like I, all I could do was be the inside me, the real me inside me and try to, and try to make this the safest bad trip that I could possibly have with weed. Cause this was a first, like it's one thing to know you're about to smoke some bad shit. 
It's another thing when you just smoke bad shit and bad visions and trips start happening. And when, remember, this is weed. I, I don't touch any other drugs. This is just weed. And uh, it's the last drug that I have given up. I, all the other drugs that I said earlier, I gave up either the first try or I gave up long ago. But weed was that woman that just always came back around and was just like, hey, I'm just checking in. I just wanted to see you're okay. Do you need me? And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, back to the, back to the, uh, thing. Uh, I know I'm delaying it, but I want to capture it perfectly because I think it's important that you guys hear what this sounds like. And this is me expressing my true love and my real love to you, the listener tonight. But this is what I said at 1.15 in the morning. I'll give you small little details in between. But I stand up and I and I proudly say, you know, I'm just like the rest of you. I'm screaming this stuff. I'm just like the rest of you, you know. And I'm giving you an abridged version too. Because <laughs> it was like a 20-minute rant. But it was epic. But I'm going to give you the short five-minute rant. Uh, but... I remember just sitting there saying, you know, we, this is a call of arms. This country is fucked up. What the hell are we doing? And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs at everybody. There's people coming out of, you know, their uh, uh, windows or, you know, coming outside to hear who's screaming and stuff. And here's the weird thing. Everybody opening the windows and shit. And I'm where in the place I live, or I was staying out with my parents' house at the, uh, this past weekend. I was a. Uh, I live in a very military veteran, you know, quote unquote, you know, certain group of people prefer to refer to themselves as the Blue Lives Matter crew. That that's the kind of area I live in. So if someone's gonna say some political shit, you better like I told y'all very first couple of episodes. In San Antonio, if you're going to say some political shit, you better know what the fuck you're saying. You better be for a damn good reason. And the fact that I got up at one, or I got up and said what I was about to tell y'all uh, at 1.15, you know, 1.30 in the morning, in the cold of night, and waking up everybody, you know it's going to be some gangster shit I'm about to tell you. But I was like, you know, Going back to the me yelling at everybody, you know, from my backyard. I couldn't see them, but I could see some people coming out listening and standing and listening and waiting for me to just finish my rant and then go back inside or they will open up the windows. But um, I was just out there yelling uh, as loud as I could. And I was just like, I know I'm waking you up. I know I'm doing this, but... What the fuck? Like, aren't we veterans? Didn't we serve so that this country doesn't end up in this bullshit? Like, I don't know about y'all, but fuck this. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm I'm standing up for my country because I love that bitch too much. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that everybody in this neighborhood is proud of me, that everybody in the city is proud of me because I want to make sure that I make y'all proud enough to do the same damn thing. It was essentially, it was essentially that. I was like, this is our job. 
us veterans, us military, this is our job now. These four years is our job. It ain't the vote. It ain't the citizens. It's us. It's on us. It's our turn to protect these people. Bring back uh, stories of how you went somewhere else to see the world and how it affected you and changed you. Stories like this, sharing your story with PTSD or addiction or, or, or mental health. That's this, we, the military, the modern military, we are the perfect Patri dish for American experiment. We have everything needed to be equipped with to inform our country of what our country is. I was saying these words to these people and not one person said shit back. They didn't fucking say you, they didn't call the cops. They, and I risked that yelling that loud early in that morning. They didn't call the cops. They didn't do anything. They let me just get all my demons out. Right. So I, in the night, I wake up the next morning. My hand is all bloody. <laughs> I still don't know how my hand, one, two, three, all five of my fingers. I know I punched something. It looks like I punched crap. I know I was punching crap. Yeah, because my my left fist is like a baseball right now. Like the first three uh, knuckles are like baseball like size. Like it's just a big fat wad. And my right hand is all scarred up and bruised and knuckled. And then I got scrapes on my elbows and shit. But that happened. What I just explained to you the second day when I was trying to chase that high because I was like, oh, shit, like I'm saying some gangster shit to people right now about how much I love this country and how much I love everybody else. And, you know, how fucked up that they don't want to appreciate at least one person. You know, I was once again, I was feeling myself and I was like, I can't believe y'all don't want to listen or y'all have no problem listening to me. But I don't see y'all trying to do something about it. That was my love. And I loved something so much that it cost me because the next night I was trying to chase that same high. I was like, wow, it wasn't as bad as I thought. But I want to make sure that it wasn't me. It was the weed. So I smoked the weed again. Same exact things happened. But it was different this time. This time, it was bad. This time, this is last night. This time, my parents found me and I was screaming and yelling again. But this time, I didn't know what I was saying. I was just rambling, whatever. And they were getting me, bringing me upstairs. I was like, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then I go upstairs. And this is this is according to my parents. I go upstairs, I go into the bed. And then this is like one o'clock again at three o'clock i wake up in a fit of rage like a fit of rage like it was it was not good i was punching stuff breaking things over and i think it was because i was having the same dream of being in nothing but blackness and not being able to get out of that blackness and having to suffer the death of myself with these visions and i now openly saying that i feel like that was the dream was that there was a old me dying like with these visions 
with these dreams, with these ambitions. Like I've achieved certain ambitions that I had. I actually, I achieved all the ambitions that I had in 2020, you know, and I'm riding, I'm riding hot into 2021. I'm on some, I'm on top of shit. This is new to me, y'all. Y'all have to understand this. You literally heard me become this, what you're listening to from episode one to now. You heard me become this. You heard me become this man what that you're listening to. A man who started with nothing and now he has two jobs and he has a podcast network and he has a stream and he has streaming and uh, content creating um, uh, pages. Yeah, it's a little slow, but hey, we're getting up there. I didn't have any of this shit a year ago. Not one year I didn't have any of this shit. It was just an idea, and I got mad, and I started yelling at the world because niggas was tripping over a health issue. And so we get to today. Talking about love in celebration of Valentine's Day and what love can do. You can apply this story in any way. It works. You can apply loving something so much as a woman or a car, or, or, or something else. But what you love most is going to give you the most grief. I've learned that lesson to the T, and the difference between a good relationship and a great relationship is, is that grief worth your happiness? Because you're going to have to have some grief to obtain your happiness. But are you willing to put up for that happiness? I am battered and bruised. I'm scarred. My body hurts. I've smoked some shit that has convinced me that I'm done smoking. I am a broken, battered, beaten man. I have said things that was deep in my heart. 20 years ago, I was yelling at everybody. I spewed everything out these past two days. High on that fucking crazy shit that I smoked. I don't know what the fuck I smoked. Like I said, it looked like weed. It smelled like weed. But it sure as hell did not hit like weed. It was something else that I smoked. And that's a good lesson, man. (laughs) Ha, That's a good lesson about love, man. Don't love something so much that it ruins you. And I that's just you, period. You know, listener. You know, this is a everybody tell, man. Like I said, you know, I can apply this to women better because I, me as a man, I've gone through similar things, but I think <laughs> I think it's better to take a hint out of my book and just remember the story that I gave you. Okay. You found a bad bitch in the club. You don't know where she came from. All right. You go and do your thing. You take her back to your place. You know, everything's consensual. Everything gets sensual. And then y'all, you know, end up with a baby, but that's not, but she was a bitch the entire time, all nine months, all nine months. She was a big old bitch to you. And you dealt with it because You picked her up out of a place that you didn't know, and now you stuck with her ass. 
And that was me. I could have sat there and be like, you know, I smoked this weed. And it got me through all this shit. But I can't smoke that kind of weed again. But I'm going to keep smoking weed. Like, like, why would you continue to even put yourself through that grief? Like, if you if you're patient, that grief will subside. But you got to be willing to put up with the grief in order to get the happiness and love that you want. But you can still get your happiness without having to put up with it or even receiving any drama or grief. You can cut that shit out of your life. But real true love and happiness has to come with grief. You got to have arguments. You got to you got to be heartbroken. You got to be you you got to hurt in order to appreciate not hurting or being hurt. You know, not hurting others or being hurt by others. You got to appreciate the fact that you got hurt so that you it doesn't happen to you again. You don't get burned like I did with that fucking bitch ass weed. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. That weed fucked me up. But it got a good love story out of it. You know, I didn't even have to be all sexual and shit. I just wanted to show y'all, man. Love, man. If you love something so much, you're willing to do some crazy shit. But the wise person's going to know if it was just love or fun. And I was just having fun. And it taught me a lot about love. And I realized I loved something so much that it almost killed me. Because I think it was laced. And it could have been laced with something worse, this weed. This weed was definitely laced. I've Like I said, I've, and that's why I gave you the criteria of drugs that I did. Because I was like, okay, I know what fun high and bad high is and this is a bad high that shit was laced but once again you're old enough you get old enough you get wise enough and um smart enough you know you know what to do in these situations and how to handle them so before i go i just wanted to say i am sorry to each and every single person that had to listen to that and i am definitely sorry you know, because that ain't me. That was me fighting my demons. And I wanted to share you guys fighting my demons tonight with y'all. And um, it's okay to forgive, but it's just even better to move on. And... I feel like I need to move on. But before I do, I would love to say I am sorry, Lolita and Fred, my stepmother and stepfather, for putting y'all through the last two days of what I put y'all through. The looks on y'all's faces this morning when I woke up after staying this weekend changed the way I looked at myself and the things that I saw myself as a man. I'm proud of the man that I am today. I can look at him in the mirror and say, you're a good man. But I am sorry that you guys had to look at me the last two days exercising my demons of myself and purging myself in the way that I did. 
to in order to move on and transition into the man you hear today. This is a new man y'all are hearing. Uh, and I hope you guys receive that and in my voice and you know how I feel and portray myself and how sincere I am about this. Uh, because I know it's going to serve a purpose. You may need it. You may have needed to hear this. You may need it. But uh, be careful. Love is dangerous. And my love of brokenhearted women, my love of weed, <laughs> my love of this country, <laughs> the, the fucking overt self-love of myself and the love of knowing that I'm doing whatever it takes to help better you in my own way, but I'm trying. It all caught up to me <laughs> and it blew up in my face and I became over impassioned. I became over impassioned. Uh, you know, I, I was telling my nigga two-tone, I'll let you guys go after this. My bad. But uh, I was telling my man Two-Tone, after these two nights, I, I really genuinely understand why those people stormed that capital. Was it right? No. It's, I, I feel the same way about right now. Yeah, it ain't storming the capital. Yeah, but I broke a lot of people's perception of me. They, you know, they told me all these years, 20 plus years, you know, we never saw this side of you. We never saw this side. It was so demonic. Like my own mother said, you were you you were demonic. Like you were telling me you weren't you weren't you. Like you were naming yourself somebody else. You were punching stuff. You were violent, yelling, screaming. It was scary. It was scary. And uh, it was because I loved something too much. And I guess I love this country too much. And so if there's something I've learned about brokenhearted women and loving something too much, the ones who succeed are the ones who are willing to just move on and accept it. To quote my great loving brokenhearted sister who is now a strong, proud black nurse traveling the world or traveling the country to take care of COVID. People like the fuck. <laughs> People fuck. People fuck. I love you, big sis. I love you, Danya. You, you're good people. And I appreciate that. And I can't wait to see you soon. All right. This is another Midnight Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Volume 25 of Another Midnight Podcast. Tonight's episode is Sue, Latito Laura. Do you want to see some amazing content, updates, and new upcoming artists? Follow us on Instagram at Standard Labs. You can also follow us on Facebook at Standard Labs NPO if you would like to contact us for business or just to say hi to Standard Active Labs, please send an email to midnightpodcastclub.gmx.us. Tonight's music comes from Tony 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 and the song Wild Child from their album House of Music. You also heard Selena and her song Captive Heart from the 1995 groundbreaking number one album Dreaming of You. Right now, you are hearing many Ripper tunes Inside My Love from her album Adventures in Paradise released in 1975 anything else for tonight jay yeah i gotta be quick with this but uh shout out to you mystery lady uh you've been carrying this show for the last half of it and i really appreciate you being there uh shout out to all my women uh especially women in my family uh, a bunch of women that turned broken hearts into strong characters they, they were the ones that created that soft spot for me, so shout out to them. Shout out to the uh, hustlers. My dad uh, showed me how to really mac and romance women. Uh, this is all this is all love, man, so I, I just wanted to say that. I wanted to give a shout out to all the people in the uh, listening.